0: All right, friends and loyal listeners, I cannot even tell you how amazed and super excited I am about this month and our giveaways leading up to our 200th episodes. You guys have been absolutely amazing and I want you to keep it up. So here's the deal. I just want to give you a recap of what's been going on. So first week, we had a gift coupon that went out from One Less Car Shop. So they gave out a free gift coupon to go shopping in her store. And she's in a UK based. Now week two, we gave away an amazing cycling cap from no gods, no masters to a lucky individual woman who put in a review for the podcast. And that's how you guys can win. All you have to do is these three things. Follow the Instagram page for the podcast, share the Instagram page for the podcast, and go to Apple Podcasts and write a review. I will be picking the winners from the reviews, so please put your Instagram handle so I can go back and check that you followed and shared the podcast, so, and this week... Barry Roubaix Matt Acker has been so generous in giving a free registration to a lucky female. Why females? Well, it's to draw more women into cycling events like this. What do you think? Anyways, I'm super jazzed about this because I think I'm actually going to make the event and cross over the border. I'm crossing my fingers that's going to be able possible and go experience this epic event that is one of the largest gravel events in the world they say so let's recap how do you get um how do you get to win you have to follow the podcast on instagram so secrets from the saddle podcast you have to share the podcast and you go to apple listen to the episodes and write a review i mean you don't have to listen but it's always beneficial we have so many amazing titles and guests in there plus my own coaching segments. Um, And you know what's even more cool about this is that I've been engaging in some of the guests who have shops or actual physical products or like events, uh, registrations, to give out as gifts for the giveaway. And so that's what's super cool. It's just the collaboration that's been happening. And also, I want to um, remind you that you can still win. If you write a review now and you don't win this week, you can win next week, the following week, or the following week. And plus our grand prize is, um, I have two grand prizes. One goes out to all the winners. There's a somebody gets picked there. And then the second one goes out to one lucky individual who put out a review. So you could still win in the grand prize. And so I'm looking for more and more reviews to get out on our podcast, because you know what that does it helps drive our podcast to the top and you know I just want the pot I want the the cycling podcast to get out to more people it's just um a really good way and um to share all things cycling right so that's what I wanted to share with you um, we're doing this all the way up to our 100th episode on March 11th and that's when the grand prize draws, or gift giveaways is going to happen. Please remember, follow, share and review and have yourself an amazing day because you are an amazing individual and enjoy this episode. All right, gang. Welcome back to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle: All Things Cycling podcast with your host Sylvie Doe here. And this is the segment where I talk, talk coaching, give you some coaching tips. So I was just wondering. I was sitting there t- this week, and I'm like, Ah, what am I going to talk about? And then on one of my women's for on one of the women's forums that I'm a part of um on my women's cycling club actually cycle fit chicks if you're local to me go check it out cyclefitchicks.ca the registration's open um and uh yeah we get started in may with a full season of cycling it's so amazing these ladies are just taking it to another level um of cycling distances because we're we've all been growing and evolving together which is so cool And, oh my God, I'm missing my other earring again. Um, Anyways, uh, so it's so cool that, you know, a lot of us are progressing into gravel and doing, uh, you know, longer rides and more people just wanna do that and get fit for it. So anyways, go check out cyclefitchicks.ca. That was completely random. But before we get into today's episode, which we're gonna talk about century rides or double century rides, but we're not going to do double. We're just going to talk about century rides or half century, Um, I'm not even sure what 100K is, but anyways, long distance riding over two hours. So we're talking three, four, five hour rides, um, and that's what we're going to be talking about, how to successfully prepare for a century ride. Now, before we get into that, I just want to remind you about the giveaway and to share um, these podcast episodes with friends on social media, please take a screenshot of this one if you're listening to it, and go to the ins- the podcast on Instagram. So, uh, Secrets from the Saddle podcast on Instagram, follow and post there and share it. Uh, Tag me, please, or tag the podcast. I just really would love to see more of those coming out. And then I will uh, tag you and share it back on your stories always. So this week, we're doing a giveaway. Where's that product? And it's the Amped Nitro. Now, you guys, if you're on Swift or you're doing uh, weight training rides or long-distance rides, this product is amazing for your intervals and also to put into your water with your electrolytes. Um, I literally take this straight powder and um, straight down with water. I used to put it in my water, but I'm like, oh my gosh, how many things of water do I have to drink? So because it's such fast acting and it, and, um, the terrine, it's got caffeine from green tea, uh, from tea leaves and, um, creatine, bioaline, um, L-citrulline, baritine So it's got a lot of like Really good products that are clean and if you notice here informed sport certified I have a canister right here means that it is um, WADA certified which is the um, Governing body for banned substances basically so if you are a high-level athlete You can take this and not have to worry about you know being tested positive for drugs basically Um, So anyways this I'm giving away this week, so I take this before my races. So, like I said, one scoop powder in my mouth and um, washing it down with water, and so it's instant into the system. Over before you know we we're saying, you know, you had you know you take it like two hours before your your workout. You're like, what? I can't possibly schedule that. Anyways, so that's what I'm giving away to a lucky listener. So, how do you win? You like, you follow the podcast, share the podcast, and go to Apple and please write a review. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing more of those. So that's it. Okay, so along with that, a couple of things are happening on the podcast, which I'm really super excited about. So first, I am personally looking for some more ideas to better serve you my listeners, on my coaching segment. So what is it that you would like to know more about? And this means you're going to have to go to Instagram and send me a message on the podcast. So go to Secret Saddle Podcast and DM me from there. I will get it. I will respond. And I'm loving your ideas as cyclists. What would you like to learn more about? How to do this? Fuel, food, whatever, coaching, Um how to prepare. um, Yeah, all these things. Um, Let me know what you would like to see more of in the coaching segment. Um, And then we are going to start opening up sponsorship spots. So if you're a small company with a specific cycling Tool or gear related it has to be related to cycling for my cycling audience. Or if you know of somebody who just launched something small, please connect us, okay? Because I have um, a price list that'll go out super affordable. For I just want to make sure I want to be able to um, get more small cycling businesses out into the audience, into you guys, so that. You know, you can learn more about it and it can help their company, so that's it. So let's get into how to ride a century. So a century is 100 miles and 180 kilometers. Now you'll actually start noticing that a lot of cycling events, charity rides, are at least, for the most part, start at 100 kilometers. So 62 miles. And um, and I guess, you know, there are some that have shorter distances for families, but a lot of those, and quite frankly, a lot of us are looking for something a little bit longer, a little bit more challenging, whether it might be in July, August, or September. So you have plenty of time to work your way up to it. And, um, and here's some things that you want to put in place and start practicing as you are getting prepared for your event because there is a lot of preparation like if you're going to be out solo riding um, for 100 kilometers and you know you're not going to be you know uh, (laughs) there's not going to be a gas stations happening or if you're on a gravel ride event uh, you have to be self-sustaining you have to start preparing and um You know, just practicing and also uh, testing out different things like what is going to work for you, what isn't going to work for you, you know, things like that. So let's go through. I have eight different strategies or I have my eight my list of eight things to be thinking about. So let's go for it. Um, And like I said, a 100 kilometers is totally doable. Um, it, kind of depends like if you're, um, if you're starting right now, so right now being February, you have plenty of time to work your way up to, you know, like a June event, let's just say. And, um, and then if you're starting later, like, you know, you have to give yourself grace because there's a lot of things like, you know, first off, um, set yourself up with a goal, you know, whether you're going to ride a specific route as your 100K or you're gonna do an event. And that means checking out what the distance, what not only distance, but what kind of terrain is on that that course, right? Do you have lots of hills? Is it more open flat? Um, Because that is kind of gonna dictate your training setup for that specific event, right? Um, so that you're prepared and maybe you're lucky enough to um, be able to live close to it or um, you're going to start training on it. so say it's it's local like for me I know that there's a couple hundred kilometer routes um, lots of places to stop so things like that so better prepare yourself number th- two is getting comfy on your bike so if you're new or maybe just picked up a new bike make sure that you're comfortable on it, like you've got the right saddle, the right uh, bike setup. Your um, here's one thing that um, is really, really important. And um, I didn't realize how important this was until I just interviewed a foot doctor about this, and he and uh, he's a cyclist, and a lot of people come in with foot issues because their shoes are too narrow. Okay? I think you might be sitting there cringing right now if you know what I mean. And it's called neuroma, which is basically your toes overlapping and your pinching nerves. And that can get quite bad if you leave it for a long time. So do yourself a favor. I know I'm in the same situation. I have a wide foot, most of us do and find something, a shoe that is gonna allow your feet to fan out like they should. Not something that you're gonna squeeze your feet into. It's like ladies, wearing a pair of high heels, as soon as you put your foot into, you can feel that pinch, that's that feeling. So over time, that can become a chronic issue. And sometimes you might have to have a uh, surgery, which I did not know. So so you're gonna have to uh, check out episode 207 as it comes down in March and learn more about that issue from the foot doctor, Stuart Jones. Now, so bike fit. Hey friends, we're gonna take a quick break and I'm gonna tell you about a workshop for indoor cyclers, Peloton riders, Swift riders, outdoor cyclist that is so revolutionary you'll wonder why you've never heard about it so we all know that improving your cycling skills whether inside or outside is important but how do we know what we need to train and how to get started let me just add that this workshop like I mentioned is perfect for indoor cycling and anybody who rides on the peloton so the good news is that there is a lot of ways to improve your cycling skills. You could take a class or hire a coach, follow a friend or continue struggling year after year. But these options can be expensive and time consuming. The solution? I have created an online cycling skills workshop for female cyclists. It's a safe environment where I go over the four essential skills that I have identified identified as a cycling coach working and coaching over 900 women in the past 14 years, building confidence as cyclists. So here they are. The four areas are pedal stroke efficiency, hill climbing, straight training, and speed, with an added bonus on nutrition. This workshop will cover these essential skills in four one-hour sessions, where I will explain demonstrate and have you practice the skill at the end of each workshop homework in the way of drills will be handed out for you to practice it's the fastest and easiest way to get all the essential cycling skills that you can apply immediately either online or outside on the road the recordings are also available as an additional bonus you will have access to weekly live strength training workouts and yoga In just four weeks, guaranteed this workshop can turn any cyclist into a better rider no matter what their skill level bike they're sitting on. So how do you register? You go to cyclingskillspro.com and register for one of our monthly workshops. I look forward to sharing my cycling skills and tips to help make you a more skilled, confident cyclist on the road, on your peloton, on Swift or indoor trainer. See you there, and see you online. Saddle positioning. Make sure you're, of course, like over a long period of time, you are going to experience some sort of back pain because it's just the way it rolls. Um, but if there's anything like in the, you know, in the first two hours that you need to address, this is something you're going to need to take care of. So. Make sure that you get your your super comfy on your bike. Makes sense. Shoulders aren't hurting. You don't have any numbness in your palms because your seat's too far forward and you're putting lots of weight on your handlebars and that cuts off the circulation of your hands and gives you numb fingers. So there's that. Number three is the carrying strategy. How are you going to carry all your food? How are you going to carry your clothes? Because... Remember, depending on where you are and you're doing this, you are going to be out for a long time. And we all know that sometimes the weather changes on us really quickly and you need to be prepared for that, right? Heat, cold, rain, wind all these things and um, I just recently bought myself a nice little carrying pouch for the front of my handlebars so that I can put everything in there and it's easily accessible from my with my hands so that um, I can access my phone and my food and it's not like all stuffed in my back uh, like in front of me so So that is important to set up like your carrying strategy. Are you gonna buy something? How are you going to place it on your bike so it's not all over, like on you? Because I mean, you can do it that way, but you have to bring a lot of food because we're gonna talk about that shortly. Um, So you got food, camera, hydration, clothing, how are you gonna carry it? Number four, The essential gear strategy, okay, along with everything I was just talking about, lights, batteries for your phone, batteries for your lights, Um, clothing, right? Maybe the extra shell just in case, Um, warm clothes for later, Uh, tools. We can't forget tools. You have to have your tool kit, multi-tool, chain brake tool, pump, Uh, cartridges, if that's the way you're going to go, plenty of them just in case, hand pump, um, uh, patch kit, all these things. Um, Then you got tubes and also money, ID, insurance, sunscreen, and you can't forget your phone. Um, So that's number four. I got to figure out how to carry all that stuff. Uh, Number five is the food strategy. Now this should... So along with everything else, remember I said this is where you want to start uh, testing and trying what works and what doesn't. Now, food's a huge thing. What's going to work for your stomach and what's not going to work for your stomach? Are you relying completely on gels and bars and like sugary bars, um, sugary sweets like sugar? Are you relying on that stuff? Because over time, that can do a lot of damage Not a lot of damage but it can just really upset your stomach so along with all those sweets make sure you have whole foods oh make sure you have whole foods and um, and that might consist of you know like are you vegan you know what what is that going to look like for you um, so Here's your food strategy. If you're out for that long, you wanna budget for 300 calories an hour. So what does that gonna look like? Bagels, sweet potatoes, wraps, peanut butter and something, bagels, cheese. Um, What's it gonna look like? Okay. Now, easy digestible carbs. Um, you gotta have to have your electrolytes, right? You have to think about water. Maybe you might need to bring extra water. So you might want to think about a Camelback to, in conjunction, like with a one liter pack and plus two bottles, um, meal shakes are an option too. Um, and, but the only thing about that is gunking up your water bottles. So, um, Maybe you set aside a specific, you bring a specific water bottle that is just gonna carry water so that you can put like a meal shake in and it's not going to hinder like your spout for your water bottle. I know, but meal meal replacement shakes can carry like all the 300 calories you're looking for. So I'm just saying. So that might be part of your strategy. Number six is training based on the route. So make sure you vary. You don't just go and do hills all the time. You have to think about your endurance base building. And um, so 80% endurance, right? Then you get hills, tempos, intervals, long rides, short rides. So if you're doing something long, you might want to uh, save your weekends for a longer ride leading up to the distance that you're going to do, like you don't have to go out and bang out hundred K every weekend. And you probably shouldn't, Um, doing stuff like leading up to 80 K, maybe you will do 100 K and then back it off. Um, but make sure that you're planning this appropriately. And the other thing is that you have one to two days recovery a week because, If you're filling all your time with all this riding, you want to be recovering properly or you're going to get sick before the event even starts. I've seen it. Burnout, tiredness, fatigue, you name it. So, all right, guys, and I totally forgot to add, add in specific skills training like hill climbing skills and how do you get better at climbing the hills or faster endurance pace or a pedal stroke. These skills are really invaluable, especially if you're going to be training a lot for a long endurance event like a century. So make sure that you check out the offer that's coming down the pipe because even the little bit, even these little bit of skills and tips and tricks that I offer can make a world of difference on your Uh, fun factor of riding your bike and not struggling where a lot of people struggle so avoid the struggle get some serious cycling skills because it makes a difference a lot of people go in and and you know go to running clubs to get running skills swimming clubs get swimming skills you know gymnastics everything everything has like a skills program except for cycling, which is crazy. So anyways, check that out. Okay. Um, Here's the thing. I used to adventure race. We used to adventure race 36 hours and longer. So the thing is that we are not going to go out and practice a 36 hour race. It's just not going to happen. We have to practice like maybe 12 hour days and be able to, and maybe I think we did no, we didn't even do one overnight. So, <laughs> so this is, these are things. You just like train smarter, right? But make sure that you are building up to that distance. So if you build up just to 80K, and then you, you're able to add that extra 20, no problem. And maybe just do one 100 to know that you can, you can do it. So for me, last year, um, last season, we did 180k ride on swift in a group and that took seven hours almost eight and we only did that once you know what i mean um so but that was really great because then you know once you've done something like that 100k is nothing right 120k 80k so It's like literally blown away about my spring season starting because in May I went out and did 100K and I have never, ever, ever been that strong in the spring in all of my training seasons, like to be able to go out and do that distance. And now this year I'm actually riding 100K a month on Swift and I'm having no problem with it. Um, and now I'm actually bumping it up to 200 Ks a month. I'm not going to do every weekend because like literally I could feel how much recovery I needed. And that's another thing. The older we get, the more we have to pay attention to our bodies and don't forget that. Right. Um, so that being said, you know, it, it took me a little bit longer to feel normal, like I was okay to train on Tuesday when I did it Saturday morning, right? So um, think about things like that. Um, Number seven, finishing strong strategy. So this is out on your event or your ride. You're going to pace yourself, um, limit your breaks to 10, 10 minutes or less, you know, The worst thing is getting on and off your bike a lot. Like I hate that. I would prefer to go full distance myself or maybe just stop once for a bathroom break Um, and uh, getting, you know, just getting, being able to get out of the saddle and pedal without, you know, from time to time Um, and then eating constantly. (laughs) I was going to say consistently, but really you need to eat constantly if you're going to consume 300 calories an hour because if you're riding with others, you might feel like your pace is pushed. And that means you're expelling your energy a little bit faster. And the oppor- the, op- like, the chance of bonking gets greater when you aren't leading the ride, right? Like when you're following. So pay attention to that if you need to put a timer on. Make sure you have a clock in front of you so you're watching and you're calculating because I can't tell you how many rides like we have to stop for someone who is literally bonking and it's not a fast, you can't quickly reverse that. It takes like about 20 minutes for the body to start absorbing some uh, fuel to get the energy back and in that time you're sitting and waiting if you're a nice friend. So just saying. Okay, number eight, kind of controversial, but the entertainment strategy um, a lot of people don't like to use earbuds or headphones or anything. Um, I just use like one in one ear. And um, so I can hear everything. It's low, it's just enough for me to hear, you know, when I would like to do something other than think and argue with myself do you know what I'm saying (laughs) so um I like to download ebooks I have a bunch of ebooks I'm listening to on audible and also download podcasts I rarely listen to music ever um I like to learn and if you're out there for five hours imagine how much you can learn you can bang off a book no problem um, so if you have a couple books to change up the topics, it's it, the time passes. And that's where like I was telling you that um I do a i'm gonna I've got another century or half century, well hundred hundred kilometer ride on Saturday morning, and I literally have going to be planning like okay so there's some some training videos that i need to to watch or listen to so i'm going to cue those up so i don't have to so i'm doing something while i'm listening to them and also there's some ebooks that i want to finish and um and i have my favorite podcasts like when do i get to listen to them sometimes um i don't get to drive a lot and that's usually when i listen to them so i find that that really passes the time while I'm out grinding it out and um, so I've been able to finish my 100k in uh, four hours or less which is (laughs) I think that's pretty great for myself so that's given me a lot of confidence I'm also looking at events now that are 100k um, to go out and ride those hard Um, so it's, it's super exciting so when you start pushing those distances you're like it's not as far as you think it is. Like it is really overwhelming for somebody who's new to cycling that can't even fathom like 100K. Like their their goal is like 20, 30, 40, 50K at the end of that season. That's their goal, but that's great. It's a great stepping stone. And in four years, they'll probably, you know, yeah, two, three years, they will be up to that distance just because of the training and your body getting used to be on the on the saddle. Mentally preparing, we haven't even talked about mental preparedness. But if you're mentally preparing yourself and you've done these steps and you know you're going to be okay, and you practice and you put some of this stuff into practice, like you've tested, like is my gear is this a good bag or does it suck because last year i did a, a 100k ride to a hunt camp and like literally i had a panier because i didn't want to carry anything on my back and literally like about 10k out it was like my stuff was bouncing all over my bike it was the worst setup ever so it's learning by <laughs> by experience but you don't want to be like that on the day of the event. Do you know what I'm saying? So that was a bit of an eye opener for me that my pack that I had on my pannier sucked big time. Like they, the, the, the straps literally busted off the bag. So I didn't even have a bungee cord or anything. Luckily, the universe provided. And when I was biking on the road... There was one that I biked over and I stopped and picked it up and I used it the rest of the ride. So (laughs) that being said, bring extra shit that you probably don't think you might need, but you never know. So bungee cores are great for strapping all sorts of stuff to your bike. Having a pannier, maybe that's the way you want to roll. Having things in the back instead of in the front. Um, Minimalist, but minimalist to a point where it's... Smart, like you've you're not going too minimalist because you don't want to end up, say, having a mechanical and spending an hour on that mechanical because that's that also can really set you back. So, with that, everybody, I hope that helps. Um, let me know if you're off for a century ride, um, or a hundred K, uh, half century, um this summer if that's your plan where are you gonna do it share with the podcast share stuff on the podcast that's what instagram's for um to share 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 and um you know like maybe connecting with somebody else that's in your area so just do it message me tag me and i'll put it back on i'll put it i'll repost it um and don't forget to do that. Don't forget the giveaway. We're leading up to our 200th episode on March 11th, where, for those who've written reviews, will um, we'll be up for the grand prize, which is a $50 Amazon gift card. So, don't wait. Just go and put a review and follow and share. And you could be a winner. So with that, have an amazing weekend and uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Bye guys. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the secrets from the saddle podcast, learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review. If you feel so moved to do so, I would love to hear your feedback.